Hello, podcast fans. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. My name is Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 70 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 70 starts out with Gabriella singing, finally learn each other's names to answer the question, what did she let her heart and forever do? Oh, she didn't just learn Troy's name? No, no. And <laughs> That's good. Ends with her singing, she's got to let it go. Stealing Elsa's thunder. Let it go. Uh, yeah. Let it go is not, I mean, Elsa doesn't own that phrase. But it's Disney and Elsa basically owns that phrase now. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, we're still in this song, Walk Away. Indeed. Which is about leaving a relationship because it's, Hard to say goodbye or not wanting to leave a relationship, but everyone's telling you to walk away. I'm not sure what this song's about. Yeah, I think it's her trying to get out of it prematurely because she knows it's going to be so tough. Like, she, she'll she never survive the one that's coming if she stays in it. So she's got to get out before it's too late. Even though I feel like at this point, it's too late. And maybe this is overall one. This is probably a situation where like they had written the song before the script. So the meshing of the two probably didn't work perfectly. But I think you're right. So she let her heart and forever finally learn each other's names. Meaning she let her feelings of love and the concept of love lasting forever finally coexist in the same space. Meaning that she thinks that at some point Troy was going to be here forever. Her true love, her, her long-term relationship. Her, her, I was trying to think of like forever boy. I feel like there's a, like a phrase there, but I don't know what it is. Yes. Um, he's the one. Yeah, soulmate. There we go. That's a word. And she tells herself this time it's different, which begs the question, what were the other times? Yeah, who? Who are the other times? Yeah, who are these old boyfriends of yours, Gabriella? And did they break your heart or did you break their hearts? Yeah. Usually when it's this time, it's different. It's like, oh, this time because it's real and I actually feel something. No goodbyes because my eyes can't bear to see it. So if my heart breaks, it's going to hurt so bad. I do like that line. Specifically, it's the way she sings it. Yeah, yeah. She's, I will say, like, the lines aren't great, but her performance is good. Yes, and... The song distinctly feels different than any other song we've gotten in a high school musical movie before. Yeah. It's got like a little bit of soul jazz. There's like some swing into it. Like there's some elongation of notes. Not that I know what the right terminology is in any way, shape or form, but like she's holding notes in different ways. Like the notes are modulating differently. Like, I don't know. It, it it definitely sounds different, and I, I don't know how to put it. And there's also backing vocals. The backing vocals help. It distinctly doesn't sound like pop anthem. Yeah. Like girl song that Disney is going to like prop up as like the 
the sad girl music video that they're going to play in between commercials. Like, I mean, how can you come back after gotta go my own way? Yeah. And the, and the first one, um, which again, I'm blanking on when there was me and you, when there was me and you, like those songs felt like, okay, you wrote this to be like a pop ballad. And this song is not a pop ballad, which is an improvement. It's showing Vanessa Hudgens's range a little too. Yeah, and her voice has always been more of a soulful voice. She really has been capable of holding a tune herself and hitting the Adele-like yeah. vibe. Definitely. I want to hear Adele's cover of Walk Away. <laughs> like, what opportunity do you get to ask Adele, hey, can you sing this Disney Channel song? If you could get Adele to sing any Disney Channel song, I guess I guess you'd have to go with "Gotta Go My Own Way" yeah, or like another. Like, yeah, I like feel this like this is not go- the Gabriella song. Yeah, that you'd want. Yeah, I feel like it'd be "Gotta Go My Own Way," or I don't know. Like, is there a Hannah Montana song that'd be funny to hear? And I don't know any Hannah Montana songs besides "The Best of Both Worlds." I'm also trying to think, like, is there, like, a Hillary Duff? Or, like, would it be funny for her to sing Kim Possible? Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. I like, mean, something so outside of her. We've also got all other Disney songs that have ever been written according to this arbitrary game that we're playing. But, like, Disney Channel. We said channel. Oh, Disney Channel songs? Yeah, we did say channel. Or I said channel, at least. Okay. I was thinking Adele could sing The Bare Necessities. No, that's boring. (laughs) All right, so we're still trying to figure out what's going on in Gabriella's song. She doesn't want to say goodbye, and she knows her heart's going to break, but she also wants him to walk away. Is she saying just walk away to Troy or just walk away to herself? It's a little bit confusing because they cross-cut to Troy walking down the road, just before she says walk away. But I feel like she's talking to herself. I tell myself this time it's different. No goodbyes because my eyes can't bear to see it. I'll never survive the one that's coming if I stay. I don't know. I feel like that's saying it to someone else. Like just walk away and don't look back. Because if my heart breaks, it's going to hurt so bad. Like, I don't know. It, it, you, I think it's because she says, you know I'm strong, but I can't take that. Yeah, like it's in the second person a little bit. Yeah, so. If, if she's telling herself to walk away, then it's like, oh, you're, so you're walking away so that you can go to Stanford. But if she's telling Troy to walk away, what is, why is he walking away? Like, He's why walking is there walking away happening at all? I think it's, we need to end this amiably early before like that's the thing I'm struggling with is like before it feels too real before it goes on too long you've already been together over a year like you've already hit certain hurdles in your relationship that like you if you didn't want to be hurt you should have stopped this during the summer or before that like Gabrielle is running in the mindset of I don't want to be in this relationship because I'm going to get hurt But that's, like, any relationship, even a successful relationship, ends in heartbreak because 
your partner dies, like, or you die. Like, Beautiful. I mean, I know that's a little No, it's about egregious. taking the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah, it's like, that's the point. Like, relationships are hard, and if you're not ready for the emotional complexities, you, I mean, you probably shouldn't be in one, but also as a teenager, it's kind of important to go through these experiences because the stakes are lower, you're not dividing children or a house or money dividing children what is this king solomon up here yeah <laughs> what i was gonna say is it seems like we had previously set up this dichotomy of like she doesn't want to go to stanford because she wants to stay here where she feels comfortable and if she stays here she can be with troy for a little bit longer Yes. But now now it sounds like she wants the relationship to end so that she won't get hurt if she has to leave. So did she change her mind and now she wants to leave? Or does she think Troy wants to leave? I don't... Yeah, it's... I've got to let it go, she says. Let what go? Your sense of reason? <laughs> The relationship. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're just stupid brains today and can't think of, like, things. I don't think so. I'm also notoriously bad at figuring out what songs mean. Yes, you are. But I feel like for once, the lyrics really don't make sense. No, because they're very contradictory to what just happened in the previous scene. And Gabriella's general sentiment that she's been having during this whole movie that she's like, I feel like this is home. I, I finally feel like I fit in somewhere. I, I'm i nervous about leaving because I finally feel good in my, like my skin. And whether or not it's directly because she wants to stay in her relationship with Troy, which she has never like said... Because even when Taylor was like, you're going to stay here because of some crush, Gabriella didn't actually confirm. She looked hurt and Taylor apologized, but Gabriella never said it was because of Troy. And when she was just talking to Troy, it was because of her own apprehension for something Did different. Did she secretly have a crush on someone else? Is that why? Kelsey? Ryan? Chad? Your Jason? Like Zeke? That, that'd be really funny if it was Jason. Mike Bolton? G no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think your point stands. It's not consistent with the Gabriella that we've gotten, not just in the previous scene, but also in the whole movie. The theme of the movie so far has been right here, right now. It's the only song that they reprised. Yeah, it's... and not not two minutes ago they were singing right here, right now. For now, it's you and me. Like, there's no place I'd rather be. She also said that she wanted time to stop. Like, she wants to be in the moment. And we've said this before. If the movie is trying to say something about like the fickleness of teenagers or the sort of the tumultuous nature of the heart and never being sure what you want and swinging back and forth, then it's not doing a good job of conveying that. It's no, and especially it feels inappropriate in a kid's movie that's supposed to make you, like, 
tamely experience late high school. Like, this is your safe version of late high school before you get to your mean girls and your bring it ons and your <laughs> 16 candles. Breakfast clubs. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the simplicity of relationships and trusting love and trusting friendship and yourself like that. You and know yourself. what you're, you're doing for the best for you. Yeah. And doing the right thing, no matter how hard it gets and so on. All of the cliches, the high school musical movies have never really been about anything beyond that other than the like the more like social club aspect of high school where it's like don't let your identity define you like what other people's perceptions of you and your identity define you like be the person that you know you can be and be true to yourself true to your heart you must be true to your heart that's mulan right that is mulan and 98 degrees 98 Degrees. What a culturally fitting band to sing in that movie. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> um, s- Speaking of culturally fitting. Are you going to talk about some of the weird choreography that's happening? Because I would like honestly, to. Honestly, I was just saying the last phrase I said as part of a segue. I didn't know what I was going to say next. Okay. So... I want to talk about some of the stuff that is setting the mood for this song. First, Gabriella hugs the wall. Yeah, I'm not sure. All I remember is her like <laughs> bending down to pick up something from the pizza box. Yeah, she picks up area. some flowers. But no, like while she's still on the balcony of big feelings, she like hugs the wall and then there's a big gust of wind and her <laughs> hair is blowing in it. And I'm just like, what is happening? And then she picks up the flowers off the floor. And then all of a sudden, like, everything behind her disappears. Like, the walls become empty and her shelves become bare. Yeah, this was another thing. I guess it's a reference to, like, the fact that she's always moving and nothing ever stays in one place. It just makes it feel like this song is not actually meant for, like, they had already written, like you had said, they had already written the song and just squeezed it in somewhere or maybe even shot it, like, very early on and because it's not a particularly complicated song. There's no choreography, really, yeah. yeah. And so they had this idea of her, like, leaving and taking all her stuff down, but then it doesn't actually happen. Yeah, this this song feels much more fitting if she's decided to go. Yeah. I also think it's kind of funny that, like, she's rolling in her bed and Troy just, like, angstily lays down in his. Like, we get another shot of Troy in Gabriella's song, and it's like, why? And it's, I mean, Troy's indicate that it, it's almost like he knows he messed up. Yeah, so we we cut to Troy, who's sitting in, like, a white tank top, which I don't think we've seen him in that type of tank top before. I don't know. He's more of, like, a white tee type guy. Yeah. But I guess people contain multitudes. Including Troy Bolton. (laughs) Especially Troy Bolton. Indeed. Um, He's kind of just staring out into the distance, feeling... A little grim, a little unsure of how he's supposed to feel. 
he left a very ambiguous situation and he had to walk home. So he's probably feeling sort of tired. And dejected. But then, yeah, cutting to Gabriella just lying in bed, sort of tossing and turning, looking at her picture on her um, bedside table. Of High School Musical 2. One, it felt a little too intimate. Like, I don't want to see the teenage girl tossing in bed. Like, it's not quite the vibe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's not as scandalous as some tossing in bed could be, but it's definitely, like, weird. It doesn't fit in. And it makes me think... What I wrote as my note for this and then her transitioning to walking down the stairs is this song goes overnight. It's an overnight song. (laughs) Overnight oats, overnight songs. What's interesting is she was wearing this like big flowy purple dress nightgown type thing. And then she walks down the stairs towards the end of this minute and she's just kind of wearing like... It's the next day. A yellow top with like her jeans and her hair's curled. And she looks so much like younger and less mature in the like... She looks like High School Musical 1 Gabriella when she starts coming down the stairs. And it's like, no, like she's she's matured beyond this, but the outfit looks a little infantilizing in the in the first moment you see it. Well, I also I thought she looked incredibly young when she was sitting across from Troy in the picnic scene. Like all yeah, this, she just seems she seems like her big feelings are making her seem young. I suppose like the the tone of this song particular in particular and the like the the gown she was wearing before like felt a little bit older and then now she's reverting back to like high school like teeny bopper yeah. vibes. I mean, I think you're she was not wearing a gown. She was just wearing a purple dress. I meant like a a, a dressing gown <laughs> like not a not just, a ball gown. Yeah, she was just wearing a purple dress. Like it wasn't it was a little bit more elegant than the clothes she wears to school. I don't think so, but I don't, I don't know. know. You're you're so good with female fashion that I, I should take it from you. It was like a full body dress and she was singing this very like interesting, like new type of song. It was like, oh, like we're seeing a new side of Gabriella. And then it just now it's everything we've ever seen her before in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we did kind of get to the bottom of what was going on here. We'll have more to say as the song continues, though. But yeah, the song did go for all of the hours she slept. Although she maybe maybe didn't sleep that much. No, she which was tossing is why. and turning. So, but the sun is pouring in. <laughs> We're gonna transition to the next segment. Cue the music. Okay, it's the Decom of the Week segment. Condra and I are going to do a thing. Condra, what are we doing? A crossover. Whoa. We're crossing over to the other side. No, we're going to take two Disney properties and mash them together like action figures and see what happens in the potential TV special or movie that would come from combining these two things. What do you got, Condra? I'm going to go with The House of Mouse. Um... Wait, isn't that already like a crossover thing? <laughs> and I want to do like 
the club itself, though. Like, it as the venue. It's like don't a really know what you're talking joint. about. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll... No, it's fine. No, no, I'll... no. We can do it. We can do it. All I understood was that House of Mouse was like a sort of like Disney crossover event where like a bunch of villains tried to get Mickey. That No, that's House of Villains. House of Mouse was a TV show where like hijinks would happen between characters at this like cabaret clubby kind of place. And is it? Mickey and Donald and Daisy and yeah, it's Minnie like, and like it's the big five, but then also like Bell and Beast would come for dining and like sometimes there'd be villains and like it's kind of like okay, the, it's kind of like works. the bar in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This works because my thing is the Country Bears. Yo, <laughs> rip Country Bears. The Country Bear Jamboree was a. An, an attraction at Walt Disney World and Walt Disney Land, presumably. Yep, yep, for a briefer time in land. And where bears sang country, country songs. songs. Yeah. Um, like Grand Ole Opry style. Yeah. Um, and some of them were a little a little flirty. Some of them were a little silly. Some of them were a little serious, I guess. Some were a little swoony. I don't remember really much about them. They also did make a Country Bears movie yeah. in the early 2000s, which was basically the plot, the same plot as the um, Jason Siegel Muppets. Yes. Where like... We got to save the, the, the venue from the evil oil baron. Well, I don't think it was an evil oil baron in that one, but basically... There's, there's a young boy who is a bear, but doesn't... But like was raised by a human family. Yes. So doesn't like see himself as a bear. And then, yeah, the old Country Bear Jamboree, like, theater house, auditorium, whatever it's called. Hall. Is, like, going to be torn down. So they've got to reunite everybody who has grown to hate each other to put on a big show to save the Jamboree Hall. Yeah. And so, I mean, crossing over with House of Mouse in this regard is like, okay, House of Mouse seems like it's this very, like, cool, sleek... Yeah. Place where like people play bass and jazz. Yeah. And now we're getting the Country Bear Jamboree, which is not tacky per se, but is a little campy. Yes. It's very sincere though. There's no there's no there's no edge to it. No. At all. No. Even though they're singing Confederate songs, they doggone mean it. In their yes. yeehaw cowboyist way, are they Confederate songs in the sense that they're about yearning yes. for the the good old days of the Confederacy? No, no they're just, songs of they're, the conf- they're from the Confederacy that like Confederate soldiers sang. Just like yes, yeah, songs from that era that would have been known yes. and enjoyed by the people of that time. Yes, that are part of someone's cultural heritage, I guess. Yes, for better or worse, cough cough worse. Yes. And then there's like the girl, <laughs> there's the little, the trio of uh, lady bears that sing a song about how all the guys that turn them on, turn them down. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Theoretically, there is a room in this world for country music that is not specifically tied to. The Confederacy. Con- Confederate apologists. Yes. And or just the 1800s era of the South which is intangibly linked with human rights violations and 
the Civil War. But but we're talking about the House of Mouse and the Country Bears. The so. Country Bears. Yeah, who brought <laughs> politics into my Country Bears? Uh, the Country Bears did. <laughs> <laughs> And and there's the three heads of there's Max, Buff, and Melville on the walls. They're the heads. Condra, I know that you know the Country Bears lore, but no one else here cares about the Country Bears lore. Tyler. They just need to understand that there are bears that sing country music. All right, but I have an important story though about the Country Bears that I need to share first. Okay. So I was. I went to Disney the first time I went to Disney by myself. I was walking around Magic Kingdom one day and it was around my birthday and it's a little sad. Like I enjoy going to like Disney World by myself enough, but every now and then you get a little lonely cuz like you want to point out the cool things or it'd be like, "Hey, didn't you have fun on this?" <laughs> you need thing? to explain something to someone. <laughs> I understand that impulse, Chandra. Yes. Perhaps like- more than anyone. <laughs> But, like, also be like, hey, wasn't that a fun ride? Or, oh, I'm going to miss that when it closes down. And I was walking through Frontierland on my way to the Haunted Mansion. And I just look up. And Wendell is standing above the Country Bear Hall. And he just starts waving at me. And I'm the only person around. And he's looking right at me. And I felt so special (laughs) and seen. And it was so exciting. And it just, like, turned my mood around. And I'm like, I've had multiple great moments in that particular location. I don't know if you remember the last time we were in Disney World together. In 2017, I was really sick. One day when we were in Magic Kingdom and I was wearing my Little Mermaid t-shirt and I was sitting on on a curb waiting for the parade and I was just feeling awful and I should not have been in the park that day. And I'm sitting there and the floats are starting to go by and Ariel sees my shirt and starts wait like doing the princess wave at me and like points me out and I'm like in college like at this point so i'm like an adult and like she's supposed to be focusing on the kids but clearly the lady saw me having a time and it just like (laughs) i love that the cast members are even okay like interacting with an adult that maybe is having a time and i appreciate whoever was wendell that day you made my whole trip Honestly, like, I had such a moment. I, like, called mom, and I was like, oh, my God, Wendell just waved at me. And mom's like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. It's a country bear. I'm fine. Um, also, our great-grandmother really loved the country bear jamboree, so, like, there's that as well. Of course. Who wouldn't? Yes. So, all right. House of Mouse and Country Bear Jamboree. So explain a so House of Mouse is just like a TV show yeah, where, where like some like, other random character show up. Yeah, it was a cartoon show on the Disney Channel where like hijinks would ensue at this like it was like a Toontown jazz club. So if you think like all the tunes are there. Yeah, I got it. I got you. So the Country Bears are going to be 2D animated, which presents a fun opportunity <sighs> because usually they're animatronics. Yeah. So you can sort of exaggerate their features in the 2D animation a little bit. I would love to see Big Al as a 2D. That actually, like, makes me happy. So it's a fun little, like, inside baseball challenge for the animators. Yeah. And perhaps the country bears take things a little too far and they start, like, the the club starts becoming the country bears 
a little bit. And the is it almost the staff start start sort of getting the accent and the I was the gonna, food starts changing. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Is it almost like some of the country episodes of the Muppet Show when like the farm animals start taking over and like there's hay everywhere and Kermit feels overwhelmed by how country it's gotten, like or is there a whole new bunch of clients? Like, they're normally seeing Hercules and Aladdin and Belle and the Beast. And then all of a sudden, we're getting the home on the range cows and <laughs> the extra dogs from 101 Dalmatians and, like, all these random, like... The Song of the South characters. Like, yeah, the Br'er characters and... Like, are you, like, is it bringing in a different kind of clientele and Mickey's like Garsh? Or no, that's Goofy. (laughs) No, Mickey's not like Garsh, Condra. (laughs) I caught myself. (laughs) G. Mickey has to learn a lesson about um, social class awareness. No, Donald does. (laughs) Donald does. He's like, get these rednecks out of here. And Mickey's like, now, now, Donald, you need to be more accepting of diverse cultures. <laughs> Even if that means white Confederate apologists. Yeah, I, I don't think it has to go that far, Tyler. But like, <laughs> it'd be like, oh, these folks are just like, like, it's like a country mouse, city mouse kind of deal. Yeah, and maybe they do like a crossover song where like the country bears are like singing a like a sort of a hipper jazz song with the house band. Yeah, like like it kind of crosses over and everybody's like, "Wow, we all agree." Kind of like a Blues Brothers scene where it's like, "Okay, we like we realize that we can." The a reverse Blues Brothers where the Blues Brothers sing country music to appease to their audience. Now we got the country. I guess I guess that they're just doing that scene of the Blues Brothers like as a parody in this episode of House of Mouse. Yeah. But instead of a blues band coming to a country bar, it's a country band coming to the blues bar. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need to be anything more complicated. And they, they drink $300 worth of beer but no. only get paid $200. No. Well, the lady never char- charged us for it when we came in, so we kind of figured it was free for the band. No. And then the good old boys show up. No, you're you're just reiterating the Blues Brothers, Tyler. Oh, darn it. I forgot. <laughs> and then Cab Calloway's there. <laughs> I mean, Cab Calloway's personality on stage did inspire early cartoons in like the 1920s and 30s. I mean, yeah, and also in the same way that like early cartoons were like just kind of doing minstrel shows and vaudeville shows. Yeah. There's a weird connection between Cab Calloway and Oogie Boogie that I'm not going to go into here, but like it's there if you want to deep dive that. That's a fun one. Oogie Boogie from Nightmare, the Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yes. All right. So I think, I mean, I think we got it. Yeah. The country bears show up. They turn things topsy-turvy, but not Hunchback of Notre no, Dame. No, 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 no. That's a different episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we all learn that country music can be pretty cool, too. Yeah. I bet Minnie's into the country music. Nah, I think it's Daisy. Okay. I I see, like, Minnie and Daisy, like, singing a song with the girl bears. It's Clarabelle Cow, of course. How did we drop that one? Clarabelle Cow's our our country icon. We at, like... 
I'm vaguely picturing that there is a Disney cow who's somewhat country themed, but I don't know. Okay. It's fine. It's but fun. yeah, there surely are other like farm themed Disney movies. Bolt has some farming stuff in it, but that seems too late. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what about what about Pacha from Emperor's New Groove? Mm, He's a farmer. He is a farmer. <laughs> Very different kind of farmer. <laughs> Fox in the house. I think we got it. Yeah, yeah, we got it. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well. That was us talking about Minute 70 of High School Musical 3 senior year and doing a crossover between The Country Bears and House of Mouse. But we should do Mickey's House of Villains some other time. Heck yeah. (laughs) And like Pixie Hollow or something like totally opposite ends of the spectrum. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, you can find us on social media at Amateur Nerds on Instagram. On Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know which Gabriella outfits are cool. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out. If this song starts making sense, you can bet on it.